five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh. The WDMA. We search the news and find marketing and mail in it every day. And I did it differently today. I did do it different every day, just to break it up a little bit. Okay, let's see what's cooking. You know our food. Now meet our crew. Brandon's frying up chicken, boldly seasoned and marinated for 12 hours. Chicken's up. Kathy has our 49-step biscuit recipe memorized. I could tell you, but that's a different ad. Crystal fixes the fixings on the stovetop, while Latoya keeps the whole thing running smoothly. Now we're cooking. And Joe's always here, so he's on the team, too. I am? Because at Bojangles, we're Regular always resident. serving up down-home, handmade southern cooking with a side of pride. It's Bojangles. It's Bojangles. Now, Bo why time. did I like that? Why did I like that commercial? Well, it just seemed... It seemed fun, honest, short, and uh, you know, there's something you know our about food. now meet our crew. Watching them Brandon's make a meal. That's seasoned. What I liked right there, right? Watching them make the meal, and uh, that was a big breakthrough with McDonald's. Uh, when they opened their first store, the two McDonald's brothers, they put big windows on the kitchens, and uh, that was a breakthrough. Anyway. You heard it here first, folks. There's a lot of background that's interesting to read about McDonald's. Let's get over to the real news. And here we are. Let's see what we got cooked up here. Oops. We got one too many windows open. Or maybe more than one. Okay. First, let's talk about strong B2B copy. I really like this one. And maybe I shouldn't have started with this one, but it was queued up. So six obstacles. This is from Bob Bly uh, at Brand United. Six obstacles to writing strong B2B copy. And boy, have I seen all of these come into play. First, the audience. You see, B2B marketing can fail when your copywriter doesn't understand the six things they need to know to write the strongest copy. You know, and people tell me, well, I think, I'm thinking about mail. And it's like, well, that's not the point. And the point isn't the media. The point is... What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do? How do you know you're going to do it well? And one of the things that direct mail has is a culture of testing from the last, basically, 150 years. Go read Scientific Advertising at scientificadvertising.com from Claude Hopkins. It's a quick read. You can get the audio version for $10 and a lot of other stuff uh, along with it. If you, if, you give, uh, if you give them a little money, it's worth it. Anyway, so the first big obstacle is understanding your audience. And this is why it's an obstacle. In B2B, the people creating ads are often not members of the target market, right? So if you're marketing, you know, parts for a, a, an oil refinery, right, or something highly technical, you're, you're selling a new version of a nuclear fusion reactor, <laughs> how's your copywriter going to make the make the copy fit the audience, right? Very, very challenging puzzle, uh, especially because they don't have the, the technical expertise. They don't know the job responsibilities, the technical preferences and prejudices. And the tricky part is, is that if you say too much, you know, you can, it, it can be, it can be, uh, you know, pandering or whatever. It can be, it can patronizing. It can be, you know, the, the audience says, oh, well, I know all that. You know, that's nothing new. And if you say too little, they can dismiss it and say, well, how is this any better? 
You know, it's really hard to find that. It's really hard to find that sweet spot if you don't have any idea of, of who the audience is, right? Now, this is true in regular advertising as well. It, it certainly is true. But it's even, more, it's even more true in B2B because the audiences tend to be very, very specialized, <clears throat> okay? And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. The problems your buyer, the, the problem your product solves for the buyer, you know, this is an interesting, accu accurately identifying the big problem <clears throat> is critical. So uh, I'm wearing a shirt. I don't know if you can see, but it's, it's got a logo on it. And, you know, that I, I was in that business for a number of years and have worked with a, a few clients in that industry. And, um, and we used to have real trouble with the copywriters because they would look at the copy from the manufacturer or the decorator or whatever, the person we were getting the shirts from. They would look at the, that copy and the copy would say, you know, extra, extra nice cotton and, you know, washable, wearable, wrinkle-free, whatever it was, you know, whatever the features of the, of the shirt were. And uh, they would just pull that in and, you know, plunk it on the, plunk it on the ad. And what we we used to sit them down and we used to explain to them, okay, look, the guy buying this shirt is not buying it for himself, may not even ever wear one, right? So he doesn't really care about the quality of the shirt per se. You know, he got a note from the president that we're going to have uh, a big sales meeting and bring in a bunch of customers and we want to have some shirts to give the customers <clears throat> okay so what he cares about is a good enough shirt that isn't too expensive because if he spends too much he'll get in trouble and it the customers will like it but the customers will know that this is a you know this is a company shirt that we're giving to you for free so they're not going to worry too much about the quality the real important thing is is it going to be here on time? That's like the most important thing. Can I get all the sizes? Can I get make sure the logo is right? Can I make sure that it isn't botched up? Right? And we used to have uh, we had we had big manufacturers that would go out to the the uh, equipment uh, American uh, no Association of Equipment Manufacturers show once every few years, and you know that stuff had to be there, and. Oftentimes we get a call right before the show where some manufacturer that should have been working with us was using some fly-by-night competitor who, you know, said, well, I can get you these duffel bags for, for cheap. And um, it turned out the, that they could. So they placed the order. Well, it turns out that the duffel bags were on a, a ship or they were locked in customs in L.A. and they were trying to decide the, L, the the customs officials were trying to decide whether this was marketing materials or whether it was apparel or whether it was luggage. <laughs> what product category is it in? And somebody would have gotten that wrong because they didn't have import export expertise. It was their first big order, and so now you got thousands of duff of your duffel bags that you were going to give away at the booth are not there in time, and we'd have to fill that order at double the regular price. That's the kind of stuff that makes the buyer nuts. You don't want that. You want to assure the buyer that you can do the job. That's much more important than the kind of cotton 
It's not that it's not important, but it's way less important. You're going to be a hero if you buy these shirts in B2B. Totally different person perspective. Got that? Okay. You don't understand the product. Yeah, maybe the copywriter has little or no technical background. We kind of solved that. You're not familiar with competitive products. Right, because you have to talk about differential, uh, the differentiation. You have to talk about what's the difference. And we talked about that yesterday with uh, Matthew Parker. And one of his key points in sales is, is what's the difference between you, your company, or your product, or your solution, and the competitive solution? <clears throat> and then Bill gets into refinery distillation towers. Uh, your company makes trays for, <coughs> which is hard to fathom, okay? And maybe you don't have enough facts. Maybe you have too many facts. Really, really difficult. This is why, in B2B especially, case studies, and, and this is where case studies, Charts and graphs. All these things are safer than letting the copywriter just go crazy. <laughs> Especially if you get the clients to tell the stories. That is just beautiful when you get that. Okay, that is the best. That is the best thing you can do. And usually a copywriter can handle that. Strong call to action. Okay. Now I wanted to get. I wanted to get over. Oops. I wanted to get over here to this. Today's story was. <coughs> excuse me was a startup pet health company is using direct mail to break through the noisy digital landscape. And, um, and so the company is called Fuzzy, and it's leveraging direct mail to reach those people and ultimately boost awareness, okay? A lot of other brands were once reliant on digital and now are looking at alternatives. So there was an article in March about Parachute, and I did grab that article because <laughs> I talked about it. This is the cover of the Parachute catalog, and they were do—they've been doing mail for a while, um, and they cut their—they cut their digital Facebook budget from 12 million to three and a half million, partly to fund the mail. Um, they did this cover where the the woman is is potting her plants on a white carpet in a white bedroom. <laughs> I'm guessing it's an Airbnb. <laughs> you know, she's just about to move into her house. She's still in the Airbnb, but she decides to get a jump on the on the plant potting and puts it in the does it in the Airbnb. So that's my, but anyway, whatever it was, this was uh, very controversial and ex and excited a lot of comments and a lot of shares and 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 things like that because you know it was crazy but parachute said we want to stand out in the mailbox we've been doing the mailbox we're committed to catalogs now we want to make sure that we stand out and have a little fun and i have seen um for the apparel manufacturer uh we we, we did a 600,000 piece test and a, a different cover gave us 40 percent lift just the cover, not a word of copy, not one character of copy changes. And, you know, most people will say uh, creative isn't that impactful. Well, creative can be very impactful. But anyway, so Fuzzy is, um, let's see. Oh, it's Fuzzy that cut way back. They're cutting back. They're, they're leaning more heavily into direct mail. They started about six months ago. Um, right now they're spending... From 10% last year to 35 to 40% of their marketing budget on mail. 
okay? And one of the things they liked about it was that it was very scalable. Ultimately, we're in growth mode right now, tripling ad spend over the last year, according to, to, uh, to Butler, who is the, where is Butler's name? There he is, Har or he or she, Harley. I don't know if that's, that could be a woman. Harley Butler, CMO at Fuzzy. Okay, so we'll, we'll reach out to Harley and, um, oh, he did not provide further details, so it is a man, uh, regarding specific dollar figures, okay? For the last year, we've really focused on making sure we're very, very well oil machine. Fuzzy's strategy is to send direct mail advertisements on a monthly basis, which is a pretty normal thing. Most mailers are, you know, to their customers, they'll do something like that. Direct mail has been cost-efficient and useful in terms of tapping into pet parents, working from home, collecting personal information via quizzes, questionnaires, and surveys. Okay? And they do a lot of other media. But they see direct mail. Oh, this is from Shalana Clark, head of Code 3, head of marketing at Code 3. Whatever that is exactly, we don't know, but we'll reach out to Shalana also. And um, says direct mail is highly targeted, measurable way to capture customers' attention in real life, in the real world. Direct mail may be one of the levers that moves the needle, Clark said. Okay, so I'll put this article and also the, the parachute article from March up on the WDMA website shortly after the, after the show. Have a great day. Share this. If you're into direct mail, if you're a direct mail agency or printer or... Even a, even a mailer. Share these with your network so that we can collectively uh, raise the level of awareness of mail. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to give you content that you can share. And hopefully it's not terrible. Um, with your audience. Makes you look smart. Your friends will know you're smart. And uh, have a great weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs>